We're going to be looking at today Romans uh, 11 verses 33 through 36. And I want to start this morning stating a premise up front. And the premise is this. Our passion for prayer will be born out of our passion and affection for God. A high view of God will drive passion, persistence, perseverance, and power in prayer. R.C. Sproul stated once, every great theology begins and ends with doxology. Simply put, one cannot peer into the presence of the divine without being impacted by a great doxology of praise to our God. As Paul did in this great epistle in Romans, as he is about to conclude the doctrinal portion of this epistle, having shared the great historic doctrines of total depravity, justification by faith, sanctification, the Holy Spirit, election. And as he comes to the end, he burst out in a doxology of praise in Romans 11, 33 to 36. He says this, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him that it shall be recompensed unto him again? What I love about this verse is that the Apostle Paul, after giving all of this volume of great teaching, is floored by the vastness, the beauty, the awesomeness. And it results in his conclusion in verse 36. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be the glory forever. Amen. And I want to focus particularly in verse 36 regarding three prepositions in verse 36, of, through, and to, because they form a deep worship of the heart, a high view of God, and they form the passion of his heart for God, which fuels worship and prayer. Let's take a look at the first one, for of him. Of can be translated either of or from. Everything is either of or from God the Father. All is his. He is before all things. And we know that from Genesis 1.1, where the word of God begins. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Our God is eternal. Our God is omniscient. Our God is omnipotent. Our God is ineffable. Our God is immutable. He needs nothing. He is not dependent on anything or anyone. He is self-satisfied and self-existent. He is the source of the universe. And within the Godhead of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is a harmony and a holiness that can never be broken or encroached upon. Our God is the source of all truth. Jesus stated in John 17, 17, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. Our God is the source of all goodness and mercy. Our God is the source of all that is beautiful and lovely. As Paul stated so eloquently in another doxology of praise found in 
Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He goes on to say, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The passion that fuels our prayer starts and ends with the nearness of God. Is he lofty to us? Is he treasured in us? Or is he a figment of our imagination? Is he high? Is he the high, exalted, living God that the scriptures testify to? For of him are all things. Let's look at the second one. All things are through him. And the next preposition is through. And this is a lesson that many believers need to learn. Through, the word through comes to deal with how God does what he does. Simply put, this text refers to the means God uses for all things. And I want to submit to you that God is both the means and the end of all things. This is the glorious God that we serve. And God's sovereignty rules about all. There is nowhere, no person, no atom, no molecule in which the providence and the sovereignty of God does not rule. All things are in God's hands, no matter how he chooses to play them out in our lives. A dear evangelist friend of mine who, upon being diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, called me to share the news of this shocking diagnosis. At that point, they had told him he only had four months to live. After learning of this shocking news, he said to me these words. I'll never forget them. He said, Brother Mark, God makes no mistakes. After a courageous 18-month battle against this cancer, he went home to be with the Lord last May. With the exception of the last eight weeks of his life, he still proceeded to travel all across the world preaching the gospel. God was sovereign in his life. God is sovereign in our lives. And there are no rogue elements in this universe that escape his perfect plan and his perfect will. And I want to emphasize this. There is no government, nor are there churches, nor COVID, nor death, and certainly not Satan. All things are through him. And I want to look at the third. All things are to him. This preposition indicates God's purposes. Our God is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And all things will, I wish I could put that in capital letters, all things will culminate for his glory. While we look at a world that is in disarray, while we see such evil before us, God has never lost control of a single element, event, or condition in this world. And I feel like the words of Jesus are appropriate here. Believeth thou this? 
This world and the universe and all of history moves to his plan and for his glory. Psalm 115.1 says this, not unto us, O Lord, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Ephesians 3.20 and 21, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all generations, world without end. Amen. Paul ends this great doxology in verse 36 with, to whom be glory forever. Amen. So we have to ask ourselves here a question. So what's the point? And I'm glad you asked that. We meet here to pray. And we pray to God. We plead with God. We cry to God for work of revival within the church and the advancement of the gospel on the kingdom of earth. But the object of our prayer is not prayer. Let me say that again. The object of our prayer is not prayer. The object of our prayer must be the omnipotent, sovereign, providential, holy, omniscient, glorious, majestic, transcendent, loving, forgiving, merciful God, whom we love, we serve, and we adore. And without adoration, our prayers can grow cold and stale. But when we fashion ourselves to pray according to the one true God revealed in Scripture, when we know experientially his presence, his grace, his mercy, then our prayers will be fueled with passion derived from the knowledge of him and in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Our God commands worship, and worship we must. So brothers and sisters, as we approach the throne of grace this morning, let us lay aside every burden, every malady, every stumbling block, and let us through our prayer worship the Lord, Yahweh, in the beauty of holiness. May God be glorified in all things, and may God be glorified in us and through us. May his name be praised now and forevermore. Amen.